G'day, and welcome to Clayton Today. I'm Rod Earnshaw, and this episode is all about training leaders, part of our series on how to do church. So how can we find leaders for our churches, small groups, or youth clubs? What should we be training people in? How do we choose who to train? Or should we leave the choosing up to God? Joining me to answer all these questions and more is Jonathan Pryke, Executive Minister at Jesmond Parish Church. Jonathan, good to have you with us. Hi Rod, it's always a pleasure to be with you. Jonathan, I thought we might just jump straight in today and uh, begin with what does the Bible say about training leaders? Yeah, well it's important to realise that training leaders, for, for, for people who are Christian leaders, training leaders is right at the heart of what, of what uh, ministry is all about. There's so much in the Bible. Let me just mention uh, one or two uh, examples. Right. If you go right back to, to early on, to Exodus, Exodus chapter 18 talks about uh, Mo, the, the encounter that Moses had with his father-in-law Jethro at a time when leadership and the issue of training leaders was a, was a massive thing for him. They'd just come out of Egypt, hundreds of thousands of people to look after, and Moses was doing everything, and uh, Jethro said to him that uh, you've got to train leaders, basically, to summarize what Exodus 18 is all about. It's about, it's about sharing leadership and it's about what you might call spans of care. That's to say any, any leader can only really look after a relatively small number of people. So you've got to have small groups, you've got to have leaders of small groups, you've got to have leaders of leaders of small groups, and even as the work grows, leaders of leaders of leaders of small groups. So you, you need loads of leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus himself is the supreme example of, of uh, developing leaders. Uh, he, he, he said to those, those first disciples, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Mm-hmm. He's not just imparting knowledge, he's bringing them to himself, he's sharing his life with them and transforming them as well as giving them skills and so on and making them into disciples who themselves can can make disciples. And then you see that carried through as well. And Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 2, one of the kind of key classic verses on on, uh, developing leaders, the things you, you, you heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable men who will themselves be qualified to teach others. So there's that, that passing on and also the sort of multiplication. And entrust is, a, is a, an important word there. So it's not just a matter of sort of passing on of information as if it's something uh, kind of impersonal, mm. but it's a deeply personal, relational business that's going on. Mm. Well, it sounds like there's quite a lot of biblical material there that we could be mining into. Uh, is it possible you could sort of maybe try and start to summarize some of that into some principles that we could put into practice in our training of leaders in churches? Well, I think that it's really important to realize that what you're talking about sharing of life, basically. So uh, the, what you might call the apprenticeship principle of, mm-hmm. of, of, of training leaders is what we're after. There is, it's important to impart information, uh, but, you're, but you're bringing somebody alongside you, sharing your life, sharing all that you know with them. Mm-hmm. Not just a matter of, of classroom teaching or sending, some, sending somebody off on a course or something like that. But, but gathering people around you and teaching them what you know. And so that apprentice model is very much sort of come and do it with me, isn't it? Well, yeah. I won't just sort of tell you what I do, but watch me do it and then... Yeah, so there's really three, there's three, there's three stages to it. I mean, the first thing is that you, 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 you get them near you so they can see what you're doing and you tell them about it. So it's kind of show and tell. Uh, and and um, that's very kind of directional, as it were. Uh, and then the, the, second, the second phase is where you get them doing it, but you do it alongside them, mm. and you're f- giving feedback. So you, you're watching them and feeding back to them uh, about what they're doing. And then the third stage is the kind of delegation phase, where they're getting on with it. You still would support them from a distance, but they're basically getting on with it and able to get on with it mm. without you. That's, that's the kind of classic process of training somebody up. And you very much see there how you've passed that on 
yeah. from, from you doing it to them doing it uh, yeah. quite clearly, can't you? Yeah, yeah. And that applies, that applies to some very particular kind of concrete mm. skill, like, like doing some gardening or something like that. Mm. Uh, or on the other hand, it applies to the whole, of, the whole of what it means to be a disciple, how to live life, mm. basically. Uh, so if, if that's the sort of model that you're aiming for, this apprenticeship type model, uh, another question you might ask is, well, who would you select to, to draw alongside you and to train in that way? Well, uh, it, it's very important that you, you, you do select. So there is this process of kind of choosing people, uh, mm. choosing the right people, getting the right people on board uh, for, this, for this kind of, kind of development. And um, I think that there, there are five things that you can look for that, that are really important to look for in somebody. Um, five C's, character, convictions, competence, and chemistry and calling are the two sort of add on the end. You so all of those things, they're all really important aspects. Probably just spill those out, just a little sure. touch for us. What, what do, what, how do those things work for Well, selection? character is the kind of person that you are. And that's the hardest thing to shift about somebody. You know, that's, that's their sort of deepest values, uh, whether, they're, whether they, they've got that kind of integrity about mm. them uh, and that they're teachable and so on, those sorts of things. Convictions is the things that you believe. So that's your understanding of the Bible and the gospel mm. and uh, your sort of fundamental convictions, uh, uh, theological convictions, if you like. Mm. Um, and then competence is what you're able to do. And people, obviously not everybody, you can, you can be a very good character and have all the, all, all, you know, thoroughly biblical convictions, but not necessarily be able to, to not everybody is, is, has got the gifts or the calling to be a leader. Mm. Uh, or any other particular skill. So, so depending on what you're, 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 you're mm. wanting to train somebody up to do, you've got to make sure that they're, they're competent to do it or can become competent to do it. And uh, chemistry and... Chemistry calling. really, chemistry, uh, chemistry is about m making sure that somebody is, 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 has, a, has a kind of basic uh, grasp of and can own and share uh, your, your sort of philosophy of ministry, it may, it may be the, 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 the way that the, the, the church you're a part of operates. If they're not really on board with that and they don't, they don't kind of own your, 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 your mission and your vision and your values and, and the sort of general philosophy of ministry, your, your approach to things, if they really see things very differently and you don't kind of get on with them for those sorts of reasons, it's, really, it's very difficult to work together and they may well be better off somewhere else, even though, again, they may be, have all the right convictions and character and all the rest of it. Now, um, another question that uh, we'd want to ask is, if you've, you've selected these people based on all those criteria, now what are you going to train them in? Essentially those five things, frankly. <laughs> um, so, uh, which is why, I mean, char the, the, the character, you're, you're training them in character, that's why you can't just do this in a classroom. Mm. You have to, you have to uh, try and share with them your own, your own you kind of impart to them mm. the good things about your own character in a way. And that's where this sort of feedback process can get, you know, is, is enormously helpful to people. You may need to challenge people and so on. And the convictions is, is really teaching people the Bible. It's teaching people theology. So you've got to lay that foundation with people. Um, and then, uh, uh, again, the, the competence. I mean, if you're teaching them to be a Bible teacher, for instance, then you need to, you need to uh, give them those kinds of skills, teach them how to do, how to do a Bible talk, mm. if, that's what, if that's what you're training them up for and so on. So there are just practical skills that, that, that need to be imparted as well. Great. Well, thanks for sort of laying out that big picture thing. There's a couple of um, questions or perhaps even possibly objections that we've we sort of left unanswered. And I sure. wonder if you could perhaps just, uh, just quite briefly uh, address a couple of uh, ideas that I've heard that are out there on leadership. Yeah. And the first is this idea that uh, leaders are born and not made. How does that impact on training? 
well, in a way, I think it's a bit of both. Uh, people do have a, a certain gifting, but on the other hand, uh, there's, there's a great deal to learn. I mean, it's a bit like, you know, it's kind of common sense in a way. If, if somebody's got musical gifts, they still need lessons and they still need an awful lot of practices. So it's not, it's not one or the other in that sense. But you can't, it's not everybody does, does have the, the, uh, the ability, the calling, the gifting yeah. to become a leader. And I guess that, that raises the sort of maybe the more Christianized version of that, which is to say that, uh, that ministry gifting comes from God uh, and it's not something that we can teach. Uh, how, would, how, how does that impact or what do you want to say about that? Again, either or. Uh, it, it does come from God, but God uses us as a part of the whole process of developing people. So again, it's not either or. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. A bit of both of those things are true. Okay, yeah. great. And, uh, what about uh, the idea that uh, it's perhaps not even right for us to be selecting, going out and selecting leaders, but we should be waiting for God to call people and lead them to us? Uh, how do you think about that? Uh, I mean, the, the example of Jesus, uh, we're not Jesus, but, but, but we're kind of following in his footsteps. We're the sort of under shepherds to the, to the chief shepherd. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he precisely took the approach of taking the initiative mm -hmm. and, and calling people mm -hmm. to, to leadership. That doesn't mean that people can't themselves take some initiative and kind of put themselves mm, forward. Sure. Uh, but it, but, it, but it, it must be right, not simply to wait. I mean, God, again, God uses us uh, as Christian leaders in this process of developing other leaders. So we don't s simply just sit back and wait for, as it were, God to do everything and we do nothing. Now, uh, we've, we've talked a little bit about sort of principles and practicalities and so on. I wonder if you'd be able to maybe make that a little bit more concrete for us by perhaps giving us some examples of things that you do with uh, leadership training at Jasmine Parish Church. Well, you need to think in terms of training people right the way through all the different stages. And it starts, frankly, from even before people know Christ. So uh, we, we run Christianity Explored, Evangelistic Bible Studies, but that is really all about training people to be disciples in the, in the long run. You've got, you, so you're laying the foundations of, of, of what it means to be a Christian. Once somebody is a Christian, then we, we use the course called Discipleship Explored. You need to go through all the basics of discipleship with people. You then need to uh, get them involved in, in ministry. Uh, we run a number of different kind of classes encouraging people to, to seek out ministry. Training for ministry is not done in a classroom, it's done by doing ministry. Mm -hmm. So when people are involved in ministry, they're being trained by doing it and mm -hmm. with people alongside them in a kind of the, the sort of three-stage way, apprenticeship yes, way that we were yeah. talking about before. Uh, but then you lay on specific training for you know, particular skills, for instance, mm -hmm. as it might be. And, and so it goes on. So uh, as people maybe start thinking about full-time full -time ministry, there are organizations like 938. There are courses like the, the Cornhill Training Course in London. Uh, so the, the, it's the same, exactly the same principles, but the, the training just gets more and more intense, as it were. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, as, as you go through the process. And all the way through you're trying to train by doing the things that you're yeah. wanting to do. Doing and feeding history. back and learning and watching other people and so mm -hmm. on. The principles are the same all the way through. Great. Well, um, uh, I'm sure you know, we've really only been able to scratch the surface here and then people will probably be wanting to look a little bit more deeply into these things. Can you recommend some resources that might point people in the right direction? Uh, two books which I happen to have with me. One is called The Master Plan of Evangelism by Robert Coleman. It's a kind of classic text on how Jesus trained his disciples to be themselves disciple makers who had, who had turned the world upside down. Another one is called The Trellis and the Vine by Colin Marshall and Tony Payne, which comes out of the ministry training scheme in uh, the Diocese of Sydney, which you know very well because you went through it. And yes. many, many lives have been transformed by the, the leadership training principles mm -hmm. that, are, that are set out in, in that book. So those are very helpful. I mentioned 938. You, people can find that mm. on, uh, on the uh, 
the website. Another thing for theological training is the Moore College Correspondence course that we've used extensively over mm. the years, and many, many people have benefited enormously from that. But there are many resources out mm. there that people can find. Great. Okay. Well, thanks, Jonathan. Thanks very much for all that. It's been very helpful. And thank you for watching. Let's pray that growing leaders leads to growing churches, and that leads to growing God's kingdom. For more on How to Do Church, check out the rest of the series on our website, www.clayton.tv. That's all for now. Thanks for being with us. Goodbye.